Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Aleph and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Aleph Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly Yeshua, the Aleph Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this. Doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayera, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 7, 8-8-6 Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, Show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn, and he still refuses to let the people go. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. Stand on the bank of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turned into a snake. Then announce to him, The Lord, 
The God of the Hebrews has sent me to tell you, let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now, you have refused to listen to him. So this is what the Lord says, I will show you that I am Yahweh. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand, and the river will turn to blood. The fish in it will die, and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink any water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of Egypt, all its rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs. Turn all the water to blood. Everywhere in Egypt, the water will turn to blood, even the water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. As Pharaoh and all of his officials watched, Aaron raised his staff and struck the water of the Nile. Suddenly, the whole river turned to blood. The fish in the river died, and the water became so foul that the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. But again, the magicians of Egypt used their magic, and they too turned water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. Pharaoh returned to his palace and put the whole thing out of his mind. Then all the Egyptians dug along the riverbank to find drinking water, for they couldn't drink the water from the Nile. Seven days passed from the time the Lord struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs across your entire land. The Nile River will swarm with frogs. They will come up out of the river and into your palace, even into your bedroom and onto your bed. They will enter the houses of your officials and your people. They will even jump into your ovens and your kneading bowls. Frogs will jump on you, your people, and all your officials. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Raise the staff in your hand over all the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt, and bring up frogs over all the land. So Aaron raised his hand over the waters of the Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the whole land. Matthew 12, 22-45 Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Yeshua. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Yeshua is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Yeshua knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. 
But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. One day, some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Yeshua and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Yeshua replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The Queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. 
The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance! I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way to life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Proverbs 3, 27-32 Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say come back tomorrow, and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor, for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason, when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. Can a born-again believer, a Christian, have a demon? Yes, I believe so. I'd like to speak to you today from the reading that we did in Matthew chapter 12. And in this chapter, Yeshua deals with demons and he sets some people free and brings about deliverance. So he gives us some real important principles in this chapter. He talks about how pride gets in the way of a person repenting. And that when there's pride, it opens the door to the demonic. Also, a deep hurt or a deep trauma is also another doorway for a demon to get in. A demon of trauma that brings in then unforgiveness, and then it can go into bitterness. Yeshua said in Matthew 12, he said in verse 35, Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can use discernment when you're listening to somebody else or even when you listen to your own speech and discern what spirit is behind the words that I'm saying. He gives us another principle about an evil spirit that leaves a person, goes into the desert, seeks rest, and finds none. Then it says, I'll go back to the person I came from, finds the house, the former home, empty, swept, and in order. And then the spirit finds seven other spirits even more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. So what we see here is that these evil spirits look for a person to occupy. The person, their soul, is like the house. And they occupy the house. And so when we pray prayers of deliverance, when we say those prayers of confession to confess sin and to repent, we're, ba- we're basically getting delivered of evil spirits. So what I want to do now is share a chapter from a really awesome book that's on this very topic. It's called Break Every Chain, 
25 Strongholds and How to Defeat Them, written by John Eckhart. And the chapter I'm going to share with you is chapter 11, because it's a common issue that we all struggle with. And um, so it's a prayer. This chapter is dealing with chains of bitterness and unforgiveness. So in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, it says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, outbursts, and blasphemies with all malice be taken away from you, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Bitterness is very common, and multitudes need deliverance from it. Bitterness often results from rejection and hurt. People become angry and bitter when they fail to forgive and release people who have wounded and offended them. Everyone has experienced some sort of pain in life, and many do not resolve it, and therefore end up becoming bitter. Bitterness is a deep-rooted spirit. It goes deep into a person's emotions and is hard to dislodge because the person feels anger and other deep emotions that are so real to them. This demon gets rooted down into the flesh. Reacting in anger and revisiting the bitterness satisfies the flesh. I'm going to hit the pause button and just share something. Whenever you're experiencing negative emotions, not always, but often, that's an indicator that you're under demonic attack. So when you look at the dashboard of your car, as you drive along. You're checking the oil to make sure you have plenty of oil. You're checking the speedometer to make sure that you're within the speed limits. You're checking the gas gauge to make sure you have enough gas. Well, your emotions are like the dashboard. And positive emotions, peace and joy and love, that comes from the Holy Spirit. Negative emotions comes from the dark side. So if you're feeling angry, frustrated, um, even bitter, if you're afraid, if you're depressed, if you're disappointed or discouraged, those negative emotions, not always, but often there's a demon that's attacking. And so it's an indicator if you're angry and you're chewing on something and chewing on something and the anger just doesn't want to go away, perhaps you're dealing with the spirit of anger or a spirit of bitterness. It's a little bit like a car that a married couple is driving in right after their wedding, and they're dragging along some cans behind the bumper, the back bumper of the car, and the back bumper says, just married, and they're dragging along the cans along the road. Well, we don't want to be dragging along those cans, those critters, those demonic critters. And so you can use your negative emotions as an indicator like the dashboard, oh, I think um, there's a, a demonic spirit of bitterness or anger that is attacking me, and I need to get rid of it. Okay, I'm going to come back to the reading now. There is a relationship between bitterness and sickness, cancer and arthritis. The Lord revealed himself as a healer at Mara, Exodus chapter 15, 23 to 26. Mara is the Hebrew word for bitterness. Spirits of infirmity have a legal right to enter and operate through bitterness. A root of bitterness can result from a lack of grace, causing defilement and trouble. 
A root of bitterness, though hidden from view, will eventually spring up and defile the individual. It does say in Hebrews 12, verse 15, a root of bitterness defiles many. It's a little bit like a poisoned well, and anybody who comes to that well to drink, they're going to be drinking poisoned water. This is a poisonous root that bears gall and wormwood, Deuteronomy 29.18. Gall and wormwood, being poisonous, represents bitterness, which likewise poisons the system. A person can also be in the gall of bitterness, which leads to witchcraft and sorcery. Acts 8.23. Harlotry and sexual sin can open the door for bitterness, Proverbs 5.4. Bitterness is also linked to envy and strife, James 3.14. And bitterness can enter parents through foolish children, Proverbs 17.25. Bitterness also results in hardness of heart, the heart turning away from God, bitterness toward God for misfortunes in life and not appropriating God's grace. Let me hit the pause button. That's not Sometimes this happens. We can blame God for our misfortunes, for our trials and tragedies. We blame God when something terrible happens. Um, Maybe a child dies at a very young age. Maybe you go through a horrific divorce. Maybe uh, you're sent off to war and you come back maimed. So we don't want to blame God because that's an accusation against the Almighty. When bad things happen to us, God is not the author of it. Bad things comes from the dark one, from the evil side. Okay, back to the reading. Other manifestations of bitterness include envy and strife, James 3, 14, sharp and bitter words, Psalm 64, 3, and complaining, Job 23, 2. Unforgiveness opens the door for tormenting spirits, Matthew 18, including bitterness. Unforgiveness is the result of being hurt, rejected, abandoned, disappointed, abused, raped, molested, taken advantage of, lied about, cheated, talked about, and the like. You can begin to attack all the spirits connected with rejection, bitterness, and unforgiveness through prayer and obedience. If there is something you can't seem to let go of, go to someone who is strong and mature in the Lord and get some prayer and deliverance. When you can't let something go, that is a devil or a demon gaining a foothold in your life, and it needs to come out in the name of Yeshua. Keep in mind that bitterness, unforgiveness, and anger can be stubborn demons. If things don't seem to be shaking loose, add fasting to your prayer and watch God deliver you. Don't let bitterness contaminate your spirit. Instead, declare, I will not be angry, upset, and revengeful. I will not be full of hatred. I will not be miserable. I will not become old and grumpy. I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy food, friends, and fellowship. I want to enjoy church. I want to enjoy my family. I choose to release bitterness and forgive. So here's the prayer to renounce the demon, the spirit of bitterness. Heavenly Father, I believe that Yeshua is the Son of God. I believe that Yeshua died on the cross for my sins. 
I believe that Yeshua overcame every principality, every power, through his death on the cross. I believe that Yeshua defeated bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, anger, hatred, rage, wrath, and murder. In the name of Yeshua, these demons are defeated. The love of God and the power of the blood defeat you. You have no place to operate in my life. I will not be a bitter person. I renounce all bitterness, anger, hatred, murder, rage, retaliation, spite, and revenge in the name of Yeshua. This permission slip is canceled, and the spirit of bitterness must go in Yeshua's name. I renounce all pain, misery, and frustration in the name of Yeshua. I renounce all sickness and all lust. In the name of Yeshua, I renounce all alcohol and drug addictions. In the name of Yeshua, I break the power of bitterness. If there is any bitter root in my life, I command you, in the name of Yeshua, to be plucked up from the root. I renounce all hurt all brokenheartedness. I forgive any person who has hurt me, mistreated me, taken advantage of me, disappointed me, rejected me, stolen from me, or cheated me. I forgive them, and I bless them. I forgive my relatives for anything they've done to hurt me or disappoint me. I love them, and I bless them. In the name of Yeshua, I forgive any leader pastor or authority figure who has ever hurt, disappointed, rejected, or taken advantage of me. I forgive them, and I bless them. In Yeshua's name, I loose myself from all bitterness, all anger, all hatred, all rage, all murder, and I command these demons to leave my body, leave my heart, leave my mind, and leave my mouth. In the name of Yeshua, You cannot stay. You must depart. I cast you out. Every strong man and every stronghold of bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness, and root of bitterness, I drive you out in Yeshua's name. Here's a prayer to release forgiveness. If there are specific people you know you need to forgive, do that now. You can fashion your own prayer and I encourage you to use a, a, a notebook, a prayer journal, or use the one here as a starting point. Heavenly Father, in the name of Yeshua, I release, fill in the blank for that person. I release that person for, and then name the offense. I forgive them. Lord, I know you said that vengeance is yours to repay. I put my trust in you to work in this person's life according to your perfect and just ways. I release all feelings of hurt, anger, bitterness, resentment, judgment, retaliation, revenge, wanting to get even, wishing for their demise, and anything else that I have held and wished against that person's future. Lord, heal my memory of the hurtful events. Heal my eyes and ears from what I may have seen or heard in error. Bring me to a place of love for this person. Let me come to a place where I can pray prayers of blessing for him or her, even if it is from afar. 
You are my example of perfect love and forgiveness. As you prayed for those who crucified you, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Help me, God, to be like you. Lord, I ask that you would heal me in every area of my mind, body, and soul that has been affected by my lack of forgiveness. Restore to me what the unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment have stolen from me. I also ask that you would forgive me for trying to take matters concerning this person into my own hands. They are yours to chasten or bless. Whatever I have done to cause them harm in any way, I ask that you would forgive me and restore to them what has been lost. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. So that's a chapter from the book Break Every Chain, written by John Eckhart. And yes, we can be oppressed and afflicted and tormented by demonic spirits. And there are prayers of repentance that we can pray to get delivered of them and set free from them and to be cleansed from the inner mind and the inner man from these evil dark spirits. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Adonai the ironic blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.